Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. I want to start our series uh, today called The Walking Wounded, and I want to begin by reading Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 1 to 3. Uh, God laid this scripture on my heart actually a few weeks ago when I was preparing for a retreat that I was doing. And when I was doing it, uh, something that was lingering in my heart and my spirit already, uh, you know, about wounds that we carry and dealing with some of that stuff, you know, when we talk about deep-rooted, that type of thing, um, and laying our foundation on, on Jesus. He is the secure foundation. Um, this scripture resonated with me. And so uh, it should be up on your screen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and again, if you're not familiar, Hebrews chapter 11 is the heroes of faith. And the heroes of faith are, have done amazing things and crazy things, but they persevered through a lot of things. And now they surround us. They, they, they celebrate. Their, their lives li, you know, live on as an example to us as we run our race. And that's exactly what Paul's saying here. He said, since we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that has been marked out, your purpose, your calling, the direction of God for your life, both personally and in the way of ministry and serving. Let us run that race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the, you know, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. And it goes on. Uh, to say this, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand, or sorry, the right, yeah, sorry, the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I want you to join with me as we normally do uh, to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us ears to hear. What are you saying? And the courage to live out what God is calling us to live out. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you, even right now. Lord, we, we prayed this before we went online today, before we did the live stream. We, we know that, God, no virus, no physical location can, can keep your presence from filling uh, the hearts and touching the lives of every person today. And so, Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to give us ears. Help us to hear what you are saying. And would you give us the courage that as we walk it out in obedience, give us the courage to live that out in our daily lives, especially in seasons like this. And so we welcome you inside this place. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into every home right now that's watching this, whether it's by their phone or their computer or on their television right now. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch and you would minister to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I don't know, I'm sure you have, if you've ever been delayed, everyone's had a moment of delay, you're on your way somewhere, whether it's traffic or, you know, someone's not quite ready when you're getting ready to leave and you're waiting and waiting and, and sometimes delays can create problems, uh, frustrations, uh, struggles, uh, sometimes there are moments where, you know, it just, it, it just, it, it's, it's a challenge when we get delayed. I remember a few years ago uh, for our 20th anniversary, Cora and I decided to do something that we had never done 
before. We went to Mexico and booked a, a week-long vacation at an all-inclusive and uh, to celebrate our 20 years of marriage. And we were so excited about going. We had never experienced that. And so the evening that we were about to fly out of Pearson, uh, we, we hit a bunch of delays. And uh, it took a little while. They changed gates and different things like that. And, and then even when we got to Mexico uh, to make our way towards uh, you know, the all-inclusive, we hit a delay even then. When we got off the plane, it was late at night. They didn't have enough custom agents uh, you know, there to walk us through. The entire plane was like full of people. And we, we just we had to wait. And I remember through the whole thing and watching people get frustrated, and I get it. And for some people, it was a real big challenge. They just wanted to get there. And all I remember doing in that moment was thinking, you know what? I don't care what comes my way. We'll deal with it. We'll roll with it. I just know that, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be sitting on some beach. I'm going to be by some pool. I'm going to have a chance to enjoy food that's unlimited. Uh, you know, I've got seven days away from my kids. Yes. And I love my kids, but I'm just saying, you know, after 20 years, you want some time where your kids aren't around and you get to enjoy life and like you used to before you had kids. And so, you know, we were just, I just kept reminding myself of where we're going and what it's going to be like when we get there. Do you know, I actually think that that's the same thing when it comes to life and the, the faith journey that we're on. I think there are times in our lives where, you know, we face delays in our, our, our faith journey. There are challenges. There are moments where, you know, God leads us in a certain direction. And because of that, we encounter some things that either hold us back or delay us or hinder us a little bit. Sometimes it's even God. Sometimes God gets us to, to pause for a bit because he wants to work out something, you know, that's inside of our lives. And, and that's really the theme of, of, of my heart today as we start our Walking Wounded series. Because God's called us to run this race. And sometimes there are wounds that we have encountered over the years through situations and circumstances. Things like offense or rejection or loneliness. And, and the question is, what do we do? Because really, we can choose to allow it to delay us. Meaning, you know, we, we, we get through it. We persevere, as the scripture says. Or we can let it derail us. And we stop running. Or we're not able to run as effectively as we could be running. We're not hitting it like we could be. We're not, we're not seeing the full measure of what God has for us because we're still carrying some wounds. And I want to encourage you, this is the season, especially as we talk about you know, walking wounded and the wounds over the next number of weeks that, that are common to most of us, if not all of us, at one time or, the, or another, where we, 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 just, we carry that. We just need to address it. We need to roll with it. We can't run from it. We need to push through. And, we, and, and here's a tip that I've found over the years. Just like I was when I was traveling to Mexico, sometimes you just have to put your mind and your thoughts on where it's leading and what it's going to produce to motivate you to get through what you're going through. You see, that was the mindset of Jesus, 100%. When you look at this this. Uh, this Chapter 12, this, this portion of this letter that, that Paul was writing, he's like, hey, listen, when Jesus was running his race, this was his mindset. That he faced the cross, and the cross is what stood in front of his way to get to his goal. His goal is to bring salvation. His goal, man, was to bring freedom from sin. His goal was to reconnect humanity back to God and to have that full measure and that full relationship, you know, through his life on the cross and, and the resurrection from the grave. But what stood in his way was challenging. 
The scripture says that he endured the cross, meaning, you know, he faced the shame. He, he wrestled through it. But, but what I love about this passage of scripture is that, is that Paul says, but listen, all the while he was going through that, he kept his eye on the prize or how he pens it for the joy that was set before him. He had joy. He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me as he was going through the pain, as he was going through the torture. I believe that when it says that, that for the joy that was set before him, I think he was saying to himself, oh, but look where this is going to lead. If I can endure this, if I can persevere through this, if I can press through this, man, it's going to produce what I want to produce. I want to bring man back to God in relationship. And Paul says, that's the model. That's the model. That's the model he uses to encourage us when we're facing that in our calling, in our race. In those moments, like I said, that are difficult, that are a challenge. Those moments that, that literally not only delay us, but man, we feel like it's going to derail us. It's going gonna, it's gonna to push us aside. It's gonna, it challenges us so much that we, we just say, ah, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to bother. And that's the problem. God doesn't want you to feel that way. God doesn't want you to stop running your race. God has a race for you to fulfill. God has a purpose for your life, a calling for your life. And the last thing he wants is for anything to delay you. Or to derail you. And so there are moments where God says, let's deal with it. That's why I love when Paul uses this analogy of the race, this disciplined runner running this long distance race. And, and it really was about long distance. That's, that's the kind of race that it was. And it was, it was about lasting to the very end. And in it, he says, listen, while you're running this race, he said, let us throw off everything that hinders. And the sin that so easily uh, entangles. Now, I'm not going to deal in this series necessarily with uh, the sin side of things, but I want to talk specifically about the things that hinder us. You know, that word means to set aside or, you know, to, uh, to get rid of. And, and it's the idea of, uh, the, the word hinders, this idea of a bulge or, you know, some kind of weight that, that is, that's on you. And, and, and he's literally saying, let go of it, throw it off. And, and when you read this, it's interesting because it's not just this idea of a weight or a burden. It's the idea that anything goes, even the most harmless thing. Anything that stands in your way, anything that impedes your progress, anything that keeps you from running the race that God has marked out for you. Any action, any behavior, you know, any attitude, any practice in our life that, that just it does not benefit our walk with God, Paul says, listen, throw it aside. Get rid of it. It's weighing you down. It's slowing you down. But the reason why I wanted to specifically talk about wounds is after I was studying this and I was getting ready for this retreat, and like always, I, I'll look through several different translations of the same passage to get a, a, just a general sense of what it really means. And I came across the Passion Translation, and it says this. Let go of the wounds that have pierced us. Man, that just struck a chord with me. Because for weeks and months, even times that I have with some of my prayer partners, this theme of dealing with uh, let's say it, baggage that we carry from our past, wounds that we have suffered in the way of, like I said, offense, rejection, the feeling of loneliness and what it's communicated and the impact that it's had on our lives. It's like a weight. It just, it, and it pierces us. It, 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 it makes us slow down. It, 
It keeps our eyes off of what we need to keep our eyes off, and it, and it keeps us from running the race that God's called us to run. And as soon as I read that, I was like, man, that's it. In fact, I felt like God was just tapping me on the shoulder. I felt like God was like, there it is. That's the next series after we finish Deep Rooted. That's what I want you to talk about. And that's why I'm venturing into this today. I don't know how long we're going to be online and not able to meet together, but I want to continue on with what God's laid on my heart, regardless of what's going on in our community. Not to suggest that that's not important. It is important. Like I shared last week, we need to have wisdom and we need to, to walk in that wisdom and to exercise faith at the same time. And, but I've found over the years that sometimes we can dwell on something way too long and, and we, life all of a sudden stops. I don't want life to stop. God doesn't stop. God wants to work in your life. And so as we venture into this conversation about wounds that, that have pierced us, I wonder how many of us don't even realize the wounds that we're carrying. I sometimes wonder how many of us have tried to run our race and we can't figure out why we're not getting any further or why we feel like we're on repeat or like I suggested a couple of weeks ago, we hit the spiral and we can't figure it out. Maybe it's because we have carried some wounds and they're like hindrances. They're slowing us down. They're delaying us. And the thing that I'm concerned about is for some of us, maybe it's actually derailed you. It's kept you from running. That's not the heart of God. The heart of God is that you would run. The heart of God, man, is to see the full measure of what he has for your life to come to pass. But in order to get there, we've got to throw off everything that hinders. So I want to share with you, though, a couple of things before we get into the next few weeks. Um, different wounds that I felt and sense in my heart that we need to address or speak to. I want to use this as a bit of a backdrop, uh, take it as a tip maybe, or some advice to keep in mind that we'll, we'll use as a frame for, you know, as we, we, we talk about things like rejection or offense, we'll talk about a few things in there. And the first is this, it's who are you turning to? In the midst of, of, of trying to figure out how to hinder, because we can't just do it ourselves, the truth is we can only do it with with God. The scripture says, Paul says, hey, listen, fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Do you know, one of the things that I've experienced or I've found in my own personal walk with God, those moments that God wanted to deal with me about some of the wounds that I've wrestled through that, that has delayed my ability to walk in faith or, you know, to, to accomplish the things that God has, has marked out for me to accomplish. I've found there's a lot of voices that try to vie for my, my focus, and wounds especially can be pretty loud. It reminds me of the same trip when we were going to Mexico. We had some friends from our church that, that had been there before, and they knew, they knew the, uh, the all-inclusive that we were going to, the resort, and they knew the, the, you know, the airport that we were arriving in and all that kind of stuff. So me being me, I had to you know, ask questions about what am I going to encounter, what, what should I be looking for, and so we talked about different things, and, and then my friend looked at me, and he's like, okay, so there's one thing you need to remember. When you get through customs, you're going to come out that gate, and then you're going to make your way down this long hallway, now he said, listen, when you make your way down this hallway, there are going to be 
a ton of individuals trying to either pretend that they are, you know, your particular airline and trying to get you into their taxi or their van so they can take you to their to the resort. And he said, just you have to press through that entire crowd. But they're gonna they're gonna try to get you to stop. Press through that crowd and keep your eyes focused on the very end. Go to the very end and you will see the airline and their representatives and you'll see that their vans are there and that's, you know, because that's a part of the package. Make sure you get on those vans. And sure enough, when we arrived, you know, in, in Mexico and we got through customs, we came out and the hallway was lined with people. And they're all trying to get our attention and they're pretending to be airlines that, you know, that they shouldn't be, you know. And, and, and we made it all the way to the very end. I just looked at Cora and I'm like, just keep your head down. Don't talk to anybody. Just make it all the way through. They're at the very end. I'm so glad that I got that advice. Because anything could have happened. And what I found in that journey of wrestling through the wounds is that we often forget that our wounds want to write a different story. Our wounds don't want us to necessarily be healed. And yet, Paul says, hey, listen, fix your eyes. Don't, don't, don't turn to anything or anyone else, but keep your eyes zeroed in on Jesus. Don't, don't, don't focus on what your wound is trying to write in the way of your story because Jesus is the author of your story and he's the finisher of your faith. And as you and I are walking out our race or we're running our race and we encounter those delays, God's writing a story that your wound doesn't have in mind. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Who do you turn to? You know, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, a very familiar verse. Again, we're reminded, do not be anxious about anything. Man, that's, that's the trick with, with going through and wrestling through wounds. A lot of times we don't want to address our wounds because we know that it will bring a sense of anxiety, worry. Um, we don't know how we're going to get through. Sometimes we're digging up old hurt, all that kind of stuff. And, and Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, he's like, do not be anxious about anything. Don't, don't feel that weight. But in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present those requests to God. Literally, like, hand them over to God. Here's my wound, God. Here's what I'm wrestling through. And he says, when you do that, he said, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, meaning it doesn't make any sense, is going to guard your hearts and it's going to guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you've just handed over that heavy weight that you don't need to carry and you've given it to someone that knows how to deal with it. But there's something interesting about Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 that comes on the heels of this that leads me to my second tip or my second bit of advice as we walk through the Walking Wounded series. As we talk about wounds, we're going to talk about God's thoughts about our wounds. If you notice that on the heels of, you know, Paul saying to the church, uh, to, to the Philippians, he's like, listen, when you're feeling anxious, give it to God, throw it off, let it go, let it go. Then the peace of God will stir your heart. It'll come inside your heart. It'll come inside your spirit. But listen to what he says next. He goes, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, 
whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and of, of, uh, that is praiseworthy, think, think about those things. For whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I love that. Basically, what Paul was saying here was he's like, listen, when you're going through and you're unloading and you're letting go and you're bringing it before God, not only will the peace of God stir your heart, but he goes, you need to change your mindset. You need to stop thinking about the thoughts that are produced from your wounds. Let's be honest. When you think about the wounds that you and I have ever encountered, have you ever noticed the kind of negative thoughts that it instills inside of us? Negative thoughts about ourselves? Negative thoughts about others, unhealthy thoughts, maybe even about God. It jades us. It, it makes us skeptical. In fact, it's a fascinating study, if you look into it, the impact of negative thought and positive thought on our brains. Like, there's science behind it. But let me put it this way. Dr. Caroline uh, Leaf who is like a world expert on uh, you know, what the brain, how the brain reacts to all of the thoughts that we have, both positive and negative, was, says this, that if you realize the powerful, or sorry, if you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought again. It's true. It's true that part of the journey of getting past our wounds or letting them go Part of getting to that place where we're feeling like we're healed from those wounds is we got to change the way that we think. We got to shift our focus and begin to, to think about the thoughts of God. When we go through this series, we're going to talk about the thoughts of God because those are the thoughts that we need to fix our minds on because those are the thoughts that need to be sown inside of us so that it produces a healthy look at ourselves. Because listen, our negative thoughts about ourselves, our negative thoughts about people, our negative thoughts even about God, like I said, not only jade us, but man, it impacts even our own very self-worth. That's why God doesn't want us to carry those things. You're valuable to God. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. He loves you. And so over the next number of weeks, man, we're going we're gonna to look at the thoughts of God because it's the thoughts of God that bring about the healing. It brings about the healing. You know, I was reading this week, and uh, I was reading this week in my devotional time, and, and uh, it just so happened that uh, this person was talking about a practice that they were using to help them get past some of their struggles, everything from self-worth to addiction to drugs and alcohol. And, and I love, and again, I'm paraphrasing what they said. They said, you know, in the midst of their journey to bring them to the place of healing, they said often they, they, they made it a habit to direct their mind to the word. And when they did, it began to rescue and transform me especially as my mind wanted to travel down that familiar highway. God's thoughts are more important. Those are the thoughts we need to dwell on. The question is, whose thoughts are you listening to? And here's one quick way to find out. Is your thoughts leading you to faith and encouragement or leading you to darkness and depression? Wounds will bury you. 
Jesus has come to set you free. Here's my last thought as Hillary comes and then we're going to pray. I wasn't necessarily going to say this, but I, I, early in the week, I really felt like I needed to say this. It's not only is it important for us to make sure that we turn to the right person when we walk through this journey. Not only is it important for us to, to really make sure that we're hearing the thoughts of God, not the thoughts of our wounds. But we need to, we need to ask ourselves whose thoughts are we expressing? And what I mean by that is this. It's not uncommon for athletes when they're running a race or, you know, they're working out and they're training to often have some kind of motivational posters up on their wall or t-shirts or different things like that. Some of them have mantras, things that they say out loud. And early in the week, I, I felt like God challenging me and might have had something to do with that devotional that I read talking about how that practice of when my mind starts to or my wound starts to pull me back into that brokenness or that feeling of of worth that's not good it's it's unhealthy my wound telling me I'm not good enough if I've been rejected or offense, my wounds saying to me, well, you don't need to forgive. And the truth is that like an athlete, sometimes they'll say things out loud because it just, it, there's something about it encouraging you. And it's funny, because as I was thinking that about that this week, I came across a, a tweet from Christine Kane who said this, for 30 plus years, it's been my practice to confess the word of God out loud. I find it helps reset my heart, my mind, and my focus. What wound are you facing? What wounds is delaying you? What wounds has derailed you? There's something about the confession, not only of our faith, but the confession of God's truth when we're trying to throw off what's trying to cling to us and keep us from running the race. And so over the next number of weeks, we're gonna talk about wounds that, that are keeping us from running our race. But my question is today, are you ready to throw off everything that hinders. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to just take a few moments right now and I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to get your heart ready and maybe the Holy Spirit is already triggering something right now. Maybe the Holy Spirit is, maybe, maybe you've already been feeling that and now all of a sudden, you know, here's Pastor Craig and he's coming, you know, through your phone or through your computer or, you know, through your television today and and, and you're already there. Still want you to join the rest of our series, trust me, but, but you're already there because the Holy Spirit's already at work. I've always found that God's timing is perfect. 
But whether you're in it or you don't even realize that it's clinging to you, maybe you even think that it's harmless and that it's not getting in the way. Would you just ask the Holy Spirit right now to open your eyes and to give you the strength and the willingness to persevere what's been delaying you? Holy Spirit, I just pray that even right now in this moment, right where everyone is sitting, whatever they might be doing right now, I just pray that you administer, Holy Spirit. That you would touch hearts. That even right now in this moment, for those that are just feeling the weight of their wound, and they know, God, they know, they know you've been, you've been calling their name. And, and they know that, God, they need to fix their eyes on you. And they know that, that there are thoughts that their wounds are producing. And, God, they're, they're the opposite of the thoughts that you have for them. And that, God, even right now, they, there, there's, there's some that even right now, I believe, just needs to, to declare that, to confess that. Just like, you know, Christine Kane says that it's been her habit for 30 plus years to, you know, to, to confess the word of God every single day because she's found that it reset her heart, her mind, her focus. It reminds you, it's, this, it's the motivator, it's the encouragement that comes to remind us that I'm on the right path, that this is the promise of God. This is the reality that God is going to lead me to. This is the thing that I'm going to experience if I press through and I endure what's hindering me. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that what would motivate them today would be your presence right now and the thought that if they press through, the thought of what it's going to be like when they get through it, healed, delivered, stronger, healthier, a more effective runner in the race that you have marked out for us. So minister today to every person and get our hearts ready for what you're going to do over the next few weeks in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.